Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has a view of the Matterhorn, framed by a tree and some bamboo, below a reflection of the mountain, and in the center, guests walking by the hub. If you look closely, you can see the top of a horse-drawn streetcar. On the back it reads, Matterhorn Mountain, a Disneyland landmark. The snow-capped Matterhorn Mountain towers majestically over all of the Magic Kingdom. High-speed bobsled runs carry guests down its slopes and through a glacier grotto inside the mountain. It's postmarked December 30th, 1961, with a Downey, California cancel and a three-cent Purple Liberty postage stamp, got number 1035. I assume they visited the park on Friday, December 29th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. The weather was a high of 74 and a low of 38. Park attendance that day was 30,218. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Robert Reynolds of Charleston, West Virginia. It reads, Friday, December 29th, 1961. Dear Jay and Bob, this is quite a place, as you can imagine. Aunt May and I flew out on December 27th to visit relatives in Downey and Pasadena, and are having a wonderful time. We'll see the Rose Parade and fly home on the same day. The silver telephone dialer is just the thing for the phone in our bedroom. Thank you very much. Hope you had a happy holiday. Love, Peggy. A few years back, I was browsing an antique store in Oregon, sifting through old maps and postcards looking for some Disneyland ephemera. The shark was dark and messy, and I couldn't find anything Disney-related. I started to head out and saw a small box with a Goofy on the front. I would have normally passed on a three-dimensional toy, but it was so small. I asked the shop owner if he had anything else Disney, and he pointed me to a red and white vintage Disneyland pennant. I purchased both at 75% off, and then looked up some information about the Goofy figurine. The hand-painted miniature was a Disneykin, made by the Marks Toy Company. The Marks Company was founded in 1919 by the Marks Brothers, Lewis and David Marks, not Groucho, Harpo, Chico, Zeppo, and Gummo, who started by buying two obsolete toys from Lewis Marks' previous employer, the Ferdinand Strauss Company. After a year of selling the Alabama Coonjigger and Zippo the Climbing Monkey, they added a mouse orchestra and their own version of the Yo-Yo. The company grew during the Great Depression and by 1915 was the world's largest toy manufacturer, with toys being produced all around the world. The 1949 Sears catalog had a Disney house listed, which was a simple tin doll house with no actual Disney branding. In the 1950s, the Marks Company 
had playsets for different television shows, including Walt Disney's Davy Crockett at the Alamo, Johnny Tremaine, and Zorro. The Marks Company also started to work in plastics, and in 1961 began to sell small, plastic Disney characters known as Disneykins. Do you know what's great to put on a special greeting card? Vintage stamps from Enfield Post. Be sure to check out the special Sunday sales at EP Sunday Sale on Instagram. It's a great way to add a little bit of flair to a birthday card, holiday card, or a postcard. That's EP Sunday Sale on Instagram or... You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the facade of It's a Small World. You can see the small children figures parading around the base of the clock. On the back it reads, It's a small world. Children of the world parade gaily to the chimes of the happiest, most imaginative timepiece ever created. It's time for a delightful cruise to the shores of neighboring lands as Bank of America presents It's a Small World. It's postmarked July 2nd, 1973, with an obscure cancel, which looks to be celebrating the 500th anniversary of the birth of Copernicus and a six-cent Eisenhower postage stamp, Scott number 1393. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, July 1st, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 91 and a low of 65. It's addressed to a Mrs. P. Festa of McKeesport, Pennsylvania. It reads, Hi, Aunt. We're really having a nice time. We just got back from Disneyland, leaving for Las Vegas in the morning. Love, Bev. The first series of Disneykins were released in 1961. Marks debuted a total of 34 different hand-painted Disney characters, including Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and Daisy, along with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, characters from Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, Peter Pan, Bambi, and some individual characters like Pegos Bill and Br'er Rabbit. Two interesting characters included were Donald's nephew Dewey, by himself, not with Huey or Louie, and a nephew of Mickey's named Monty, which might be an alternative name for one of Mickey's twin nephews, Morty or Ferdy. The display for the one and one half inch figures was a cardboard cutout of Disneyland Sleeping Beauty Castle with a blue sky and a red banner reading Disneyland Castle. One display I found lists a price at 15 cents per character or eight for a dollar. There were four tiers on the castle displaying all 34 characters and a slogan reading put Disneyland in your pocket. Collectors say that the harder to find figures are from the second series which had 36 Disneykins which included characters from Sleeping Beauty, Lady and the Tramp, the Three Little Pigs, Alice in Wonderland, and Professor Ludwig von Drake, Uncle Scrooge, and Willie the Whale. During the second series, you could also buy a pink gift box with 34 of the characters, and new TV scenes, which either had two characters or a character with a small plastic object, like Maleficent with the spinning wheel or the Fiddler Pig with his mailbox. These box sets had a thin plastic window into the box and a unique background for the scene. The second series also had playsets, which had even more characters like one playset with the three fairies, Aurora, Prince Philip, Maleficent, Samson, and one of Maleficent's goons. Over the years, more characters were added, and playsets became based on movie releases. The 101 Dalmatian series included two non-Dalmatian characters, Pongo and Perdita, and 35 puppies, all with individual names. The last set of Disneykins, which were Robin Hood, were made by the Marks Company's new parent company, Quaker Oats, 
who also owned the Fisher Price brand in 1972. The company was sold again and eventually closed its last manufacturing plant in 1980. The rights to the Marx brands were recently sold to the Cell Company in 2021. I find it fascinating that until I purchased the goofy Disneykin, I'd never noticed them before. Now I see them in half of the antique malls I visit. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow RussRomano2021 on Instagram. The envelope of my incoming mail has a green rubber stamp of Mickey and Minnie in a holiday wreath. On the front of the greeting card is a man with a red top hat holding a gift in front of the Main Street Candy Palace. Above the building, it reads, Here's wishing you, and inside the card it reads, The Sweetest Holidays. On the back of the card, it reads, Disneyland Candy Palace, opened on July 22, 1955. Delicious details include exit signs shaped like candy, sweet pastel chandeliers, and smeltalizer vents that pump yummy candy scents out to Main Street, USA. Card by Shannon Lasky, www.goingtoguides.com. It's postmarked December 19th, 2022, with a Santa Ana Happy Holidays cancel, including an elf holding a package, and an elf with a teddy bear forever postage stamp, Scott number 5722. I know it was sent on Sunday, December 18th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 64 and a low of 41. It's addressed to me in Hood, California. It reads, I found these Christmas postcards that are over 100 years old and knew you would appreciate them. Merry Christmas. See you in the new year. Jamie. Thank you, Jamie, so much for the Going To Guides Candy Palace greeting card. I sent all of these out last year, and I love the detail with the candy canes and the candy garland. I also really appreciate the two antique postcards. First one dated 12-22-1913 with embossing and coloring with bells, ribbons, and holly. The second one postmarked December 25, 1910, with a one-cent green Ben Franklin postage stamp, Scott number 331. This postcard is also embossed and colorful, with the words, A small token of sincere regard and wishes true, in Gothic script. I'll be sure to share these on Instagram tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.